everyone, this is Josh from uh, Nothing to Say with Just Josh. For the foreseeable future, I will be alone, unfortunately. Um, but we'll see what happens. Let's just play it by ear. This is Nothing to Say with Josh. Let's just call it Nothing to Say. This is Josh from Nothing to Say podcast. Um, for those of you who who may or may not know, I used to be, um, I used to have a sidekick who was on every episode uh, for the most part. Drew, and if not, he had his um, he had other episodes that he would just drive with our other friend Drew, and those were awesome. But um, we're kind of taking a break. Drew is focusing more on music for the most part he wants to go ahead and put out more music i can say that this podcast did kind of put a damper on that but um i'm gonna keep on soldiering through i plan on streaming live every tuesday or wednesday um i want to be live more often than that it's just gonna be a bit of a hassle so sorry about that um but uh yeah it'll be fun it'll be a fun adventure So anyway, yeah, this podcast, I'm kind of going to talk about a Disney trip I went on this past weekend. So um, the episode, the podcast came out on Friday. I recorded on Tuesday live. I'm going to start doing that more. I'm actually going to try to publicize it and um, talk about it a little more. But yeah, I went um, went to Disney World. Yeah, my wife ran in a race, which is exciting for her. She likes running. I don't think I could actually pull that off. I think I may re injure a knee. Um, one of them or both, you know, running is not easy when you're not like built for it. I don't think I'm built for running. I'm built more for like lifting things. Running's not my forte to say the least. I, I, I'm not built for much of anything if I'm being real with you right now, but running isn't one of them. So she did the running. I went ahead and checked out the park. Um, I'm from Florida originally, so I, I go to, I went to Disney a lot growing up. I have a pretty good feel for it. And, um, it's different now. It's definitely different as an adult, as a 30 year old man, Disney is just different. Um, childless millennial right here. And it's, and it's weird. It's a weird relationship I have with Disney cause I do like it a lot, but I have a problem with just the intensity of it all. Sometimes I just, it just seems like overload at times. And, um, I'm married to someone that's a huge Disney fan. Everything that they do, she's just a huge fan of. And I need to um, just respect that sometimes. But at the same time, I'm just not going to dig it sometimes. Sometimes I'm just going to be over it. So, But yeah, I just pulled up a couple links here. I plan on doing this like web browser-based, just kind of pulling up what I have. But So the big thing, obviously, was Galaxy's Edge. Um, it's if, For those who don't know, Star Wars... Um, there's a Star Wars land in Hollywood Studios at on uh, in Disney in Orlando. They also have it in um, California. Kind of the same setup. There's one ride that's actually open here that's not open in California, and it's this Rise of the Resistance ride. And it's intense. Guys, when I say it, this thing is nuts. So everything you're seeing on screen, um, this video that's playing is pretty spot on. It's absolutely bananas. Um it is an impressive scale. 
an attraction on a scale that's impressive, most impressive. It is ridiculous. So just to kind of explain the way it works is that you are um, you're essentially it's it's a line that's mostly line. And Disney's loan is known for lines. They're known for putting you through long lines, annoyingly so. But usually the payoff is just, you know, you're in a line and then you do the ride. This is like, it feels weird to say, but it's three lines. Um, You're just, you're going from line to line to line. Then at the end, you're like, all right, that was, that was a ride. And it's, and it's awesome. It ends in an actual ride like you're seeing on screen here. But it it's also just bananas. Um, yeah, so what you're seeing here is kind of what you see when you get into the First Order area. But let's first talk about the way it works when you get in there. Um, so if you want to get into this ride, you have to show up to the park at what some would consider an absurd hour, which is around 6.30-ish if you want to get on the ride in the morning. Um but you need to be in the park at least by 8 if you want to ride it before the park closes. So it's it's not something that you're going to just, you know, roll into the park, get a fast pass, or get in line to ride. That's just not the way this works. So um, what I did is that I showed up to the park at 6, like I'd, been, I'd heard that you had to do. And then you have to be in the park. So you have to scan your ticket or your, um, your little Disney band thing, scan your fingerprint, be in the park and then wait until it's around seven. No, exactly seven, seven oh one, because you're there's gonna be a guy giving you a a kind of a notification every every five ten minutes right before, and he's gonna say, "All right, at seven o'clock, we're gonna allow you to get a boarding group," and that's what they're called in order to do the ride. And that'll make more sense later. You get in, you get your boarding group, and um, I was there at six. I got in right as I could, like by seven and like 12 seconds. I had a boarding group and I was tw uh, 20 my first day when I wrote it. Um, and I was great. I, was, I got my boarding group and then it was so what? Because it's seven o'clock at a theme park and it's full of people. You're not the only one there. There are thousands of people there with you, but it's dark outside. So it was it was kind of weird. Um, but I went ahead, I did it. And then I just started walking around the land. I walked around, got a cup of coffee. And I just started walking around the Star Wars area. And it was really cool. Galaxy's Edge is really, really cool. They, they, they do a great job at making you feel like you're immersed in it completely. Um, and yeah, I had this thing called a Ronto wrap. Let's see if I could Google that here real quick. Um, so wrap. So Ronto wrap. Yeah, so here's kind of what it is here. Um, let's go ahead and just go to, just go to images. All right. So yeah, so, so I had let's 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 do this in order. I had the breakfast Ronto wrap to start my day there. It's a pita with egg and cheese and this and this meat thing. I'm not sure what kind of sausage it is. It was delicious, and then it's covered in this white. I don't know if it's horseradish or mustard sauce. It's not my favorite. It's it's kind of weird. Um, let's see if this person has a better picture of what it kind of yeah. It kind of looks like that. You're, that's that's exactly what what you're getting the other one's kind of like a glorified like picturesque version it's kind of way more gross looking uh that's the lunch one we'll talk about that one later uh, but this is the breakfast one it's weird i wish it was like sausage gravy or something that would be nicer but whatever i have a um i, I had that and i had another cup of coffee i had this is my second cup of coffee in the span of an hour because this is from the time this is, we're talking 7 30 to 8 30 
And then I get my notification, boom, you're ready to go on the ride. And I was stoked. So I get in line, I show them, here's your boarding group. And I literally, I don't wait, not 10 minutes. I am through the line, ready to go. And I get loaded into a room and I'm talking, um, BB-8 is in the corner. He's like, hey, what's up? I'm BB-8. He doesn't say that. That'd be awesome. He's rolling around doing his thing. And then he does, um, and then Ray comes out. She's like, hey, there's a resistance base. Um, General Organa, this is, I think, like right before episode nine. Is the kind of, it's in that time frame. And um, we got to go because where you're in, Galaxy's Edge is set in this, in the planet Batu. It's Black Spire Outpost is the, like the, like the canon, I guess, name for the area. And you, um, we need to get out of there because they're, the, the first order troops are onto us. It's kind of the spiel that you're getting. All right. All right. All right. First order troops. I got to get out. So you're in this room, then Poe Dameron and his X-Wing and BB-8 are going to escort you out. So you go from there, you go into this other ride vehicle. Um, let's go Rise of the, of, of, geez, of the Resistance. Um, yeah, let's see what we got here. Rise of the, yeah, you only get like the easy pictures. Okay. You get into a ride vehicle that looks, that's that. You get, that's the ride vehicle, vehicle you get on. Um, and then in there, you're in, you're in this ship here where you're with this general dude. And, uh, that's if you're, that's if, that's the view. If you're right in the very front, you're more likely going to be behind a couple people. It's going to look more like that. And you're on this starship thing. And on this screen over here, it's playing this animation or this, this scene that they're setting up that you actually get caught by the first order. Um, and you get pulled onto a first order ship, which I don't know the way that they have this organized. I can't tell where we're going. Um, I'm not. I can't tell if the ship is moving forward in any way. If you're, it's like if this is really a facade to another vehicle. Um, right before you get on, you can look around. That's the exact vehicle. So I don't know if that's a facade leading into another building over here, or if it's leading somewhere here because it does move when you're in the star, like in the like in the fight that's going on. Yeah, because, yeah, you do try to fight it off, but you, you get sucked in by this tractor beam anyway. Right before you get on, you do see Poe Dameron's X-Wing with BB-8 here. It's pretty sweet. But um, you get pulled into the First Order ship, and then you get, you're get you greeted by this scene. It's pretty intimidating. It's the first thing you see, first thing you see when, you get, when you get pulled off is that you see some stormtroopers, and you see a buttload of stormtroopers, one that I think is actually an actor, and then a bunch of them that I think are just standing still. And then there's actually a TIE fighter in the corner, kind of mounted like they were in the new um, episodes. And it is full scale. You're seeing this exactly as it is. That's a huge screen, kind of playing a couple scenes back and forth. But it's very quiet, very sterile, a lot. Uh, they did a great job in the staging of it. Um, if you spend too long looking, the scale, it like the illusion is broken. But if they were to move you a little quicker through and not let you sit there and take pictures, it, it it's it's amazing. It's not flawless. If you have eyes, you can definitely see that it's a smaller scale or whatever. But if you let yourself get there, it is a sight to behold. This is, yeah, this is a better example of what you see there. Um, so that's so that's really great. Here's an example of that scene I was talking about before where um, Ray and BB-8 are talking. But anyway, you're on the ship. You get sorted. Um, you get sorted into subgroups, right? And then you're put into a holding cell. I don't think there's a picture of that here. Um, but anyway, 
you're put into a holding cell. And then when you're in that holding cell, they're going to interrogate you. Kylo Ren and a couple stormtroopers come out. Let me see if this is the scene. No, that's not it. Kylo Ren. Ah, here it is. No, 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 that, no, no, that's not it either. Regardless, Kylo Ren comes out. He's like, I'm going to, you're going to tell me where that base is. Yada, yada, yada. It's all fun and games. And then, um, you don't tell them where the base is because you can't really interact because it's just a screen. And that's something that I'm torn about. I think it's the best way for them to do what they're trying to do in terms of getting people immersed in a ride. But a screen, the way that, I don't know if it's the way that it reflects light, it's really easy to tell it's not a person. It it, it lacks a dimension of realism and I, I just I just don't buy it. Um. I just don't buy it all that much, but having a screen isn't that nice, even though it is behind some bars to make you look like you're in a, a prison cell and it's like a futuristic Star Warsy prison cell. Um, I just don't like the fact that they do rely on screens a lot and we'll get into that later. But anyway, you're in the prison cell and then all of a sudden the resistance fighters cut, they use like a plasma cutter to cut a hole into the wall, which is really gnarly looking when they do it. It's, they do a really good job with that, um, but, but, but you have to notice it quickly. It's something that if you spend time looking at, you lose, like the illusion is broken. So a lot of this is better if it's, if it catches you off guard. This is not something that I suggest you start looking up a bunch of pictures or, or listen to this podcast if you're really interested. But if you want to know what it's like, keep on listening. Um, they open it up. The door moves in. There is a, there's some, there are some resistance fighters that are like, hey, we get on this transport vehicle that looks like this thing. Uh, let's see if there's a better picture of it. But you basically get put on a transport vehicle with an R5 droid, which is that droid right there. And what's going to happen is that they're going to they're, they're gonna try to get you off the ship before they blow it up. And um, you get caught. You get caught almost immediately. They're saying, hey, what are you doing? You got to get out of here. And then Kylo Ren, you see him in a scene. You You kind of pop in and out of certain areas. And you see him talking to um, one of his like higher ups in this scene. So you're driving up and he actually turns around. And he's like, there's no escape. You're on my ship. There's no way that you could escape from here. And obviously there is. You go through a couple of really nice rooms. This one is the most impressive. I like to say this is actually a great example of what it's like. Because you actually go on and then you see two of these. Um, these are not ADAT. Are these ADAT walkers? These ADATs here. Let's go see. AT, AT. I'm pretty sure. Yep. So you see two ATATs just standing there in all their glory. You're getting shot at by stormtroopers that obviously are not going to hit you because they're stormtroopers. And then you accidentally go onto an elevator that goes the wrong direction. They have an animatronic fin that looks not good. The animatronic fin is bizarre. If you've been to Disney before, you know that their animatronics are usually spot on. Animatronic Finn looks weird. But all that aside, he tells you to go down. You accidentally go up. And when you go up, you're actually face-to-face -face with one of these AT-ATs. And it starts shooting at you. So as soon as, as soon as it actually starts shooting, they do a good job at simulating the beams. They're, there may be like wires that are just like suspended that you can't see them because the lights are so low. But they do like light up red perfectly to simulate lasers. And when they... When they're supposed to hit the walls, there are they have there are really good visual effects. They do a very good job at that. But um, you're in the queue, you get on there, you get up there, 
the ATAT start shooting at you, you dodge them, you turn around and you see them like just burning holes in the walls. It's very, very well done. It's very loud. So that like it does it does build up this, this sense of urgency that if you're not thinking about it, you could get easily lost in. So they did a very good job at that. And then um, from there, you bounce around a couple different scenes. And then you see this scene, which is weird. Um, Again, they should be doing these animatronics better. The movement on Kylo Ren in the scene is not fluid at all. It's very like, I don't know. It looks like like a beefed up Christmas decoration outside of someone's house. But... I'm 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 being more critical because I'm just trying to give you as much information as I possibly can. It's not that bad, but it's pretty close. Um and he's like, "Oh, you're you're going to you're not leaving here." So he starts force pulling you and pushing you. And then some way or another a bomb goes off or an explosion happens, and this back panel opens up exposing a video of space which again, I can't stand their use of screens. And he's like, "Oh, I'm getting sucked out." And then a piece of um Metal from up here falls down, covering him, allowing them, the right vehicle turns, and then allowing them to reset for the next scene, for the next group to witness the same scene. And then you obviously get saved. The guy that was on the transport vehicle, the um, the general that was driving around, he's fine. And then you get off the ride, and you've made it off safely. Um, you're going actually for training also, I believe. The story does get a little murky. I'm not sure if Finn is totally on the story as 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 well as the others and are, are but all in all if if you can suspend disbelief if you're a child this is the most amazing thing probably to ever happen to you in your entire life amazing in a good way we could have amazingly terrible but this is amazing in a good way this is definitely a very memorable experience um again i'm pretty into this kind of stuff and seeing the seams definitely took away from it but it's it's i still think it's an awesome ride definitely one of the best rides there um but def i don't think it lived up to my ridiculously high expectations so i still think there's room to improve a lot of the animatronics and then the use of screens i'm just not a huge fan of the fact that it's so popular that that you have to go out of your way to get to the park at a certain time is pretty annoying um i don't think it's that good but it's still it's still pretty pretty good. Um, uh, my my go to ride. That's enough about Star Wars. We did the Smuggler's Run where you where you're you have a you have a job on the Millennium Falcon and you're trying to pick up some, um, some like fuel for Hondo from um, Clone Wars. You're trying to pick some stuff up for him. It's fine. Um, I'm a little salty because I got engineered twice, which you're basically just shooting harpoons. It's just button mashing and, you know, you just hit buttons. And then I got gunner, which you're again, button mashing, hitting buttons. Um, Lauren actually got to be a pilot, which is fun. She did a great job. We got a, we got a decent score there. Our, um, so the pilot, the way that that ride works, it's, it's actually one pilot moves up and down and then the other moves side to side. Um, so unless you're in lockstep, it's going to get a little messy, but it is what it is. It was, it was pretty good. But my go-to, if you're in this park, you need to get a pass for Slinky, Slinky, jeez, Slinky Dog Dash, dude, 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 dude. This ride is awesome. And I think it's because, and I think it's all expectation setting. I had zero expectations for Slinky Dog Dash, for Slinky Dog Dash, none. 
I mean none. This ride was so much fun. I love the fact that it's themed beautifully. I did it. Um, I had a, a couple fast passes when when we did it one time, and then I just went through the queue to do it again. The theming is great, um, and then the ride itself. So you would think it's a kids roller coaster. I'm showing it on screen here. There's nothing crazy about it, but it's the <clears throat> the acceleration is is pretty intense. Um, this little number here, this up and down, looks like it's not a big deal, but you never really think about. I, I've never seen a roller coaster that does that, that like up and down deal, and it'll get you. It is sneaky, sneaky intense, in and then it ends in such a very satisfying. Like there's just like a little, like a little stop portion, and then he just jets off again. It's so good, super well executed. And the theming is spot on. At the end, you end with um, the penguin dude and the uh, the speaking spell singing, you know, you got a friend in me. It's perfect. Everything about it, they nailed it. Um, if you're a Pixar fan, Toy Story fan, you're going to love Slinky Dog Dash. It's amazing. They did a great job. Um I couldn't be happier with the ride. So that's definitely my go-to. The rest of the parks are are fine. Um, Epcot, Epcot's really showing its age. So the fact that they are renovating it and adding a bunch of stuff is awesome. Um, right now, if you're under the age of 21, I wouldn't bother going to Epcot. Um, if you're an adult, I strongly advise going to Epcot and having a drink as soon as possible. I've never, I'm not a huge drinker. Um, when I do drink, it's fine. Epcot brought a joy out of me. Like Epcot plus alcohol is just happiness. I was so stoked to be there after I had a few. And the more I had, the happier I got. So something is in the air there that once you get booze in there, you don't really notice the the flaws in a ride or flaws in an experience. When you have just just a little liquor, it goes a long way in um enjoying a theme park so um it's 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 got that in spades i'm very very happy with the way that that's turned out um oh there's alexa talking back there i don't know if you can hear um what else was interesting about this we went to um we rode um what is this thing called with minecar ride disney world snow white's minecar this is interesting. Um, let me just load this up here. Snow White Mine. Yeah. Uh, ride. So that mine cart ride. Okay, Google. You're nailing it for me. All right. Yeah. This is a... This, this, this ride just does something I think is neat. The seat kind of does this wiggle thing like that. That I've never seen a roller coaster do. It's not very exciting. Other than that, um, it does get a, it does pick up a little bit, but it is definitely more for the younger audience. But what they do, and I, I want to see if this is visible in this picture here. Oh, that's another YouTube video. I'm not gonna do that. No, turn it off. Um, see, I don't know if you could see here, but in the see if I could make that bigger. No, it's not gonna get any bigger. Um, their eyes, and this is something I noticed in 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 a lot of the rides. 
a lot of the newer rides are really depending on small screens to replace character eyes. And it does not work. It just doesn't work. Um, it, they, something else very similar in the Frozen ride, Epcot. <clears throat> the way that they project faces, it just does not work. I don't know what they're doing, but it, it just looks wrong. Um, there isn't, like, maybe it's the fact that, like, there isn't enough light in the room to really make a face look that way. Um, I think it'd be a lot better if the scene were lit to really match how bright the face was, but it's not good. Um, the Frozen ride has to be, personally, the absolute worst ride in all of the parks. It's the worst kind of fan service. It's not, it's not wealth. It's just basically they're playing mm, about a quarter of four songs and calling it a day. Um, they're playing like the four songs from the movie that your kid can't stop singing. They play a, a, a quarter of them, no discernible story or, you know, meaning to what's happening. And you're right out the door. The one thing I can say is that the Olaf animatronic is spot on. That's it. It looks awesome. Um, just round eyes that move up and down. It looks perfect. I don't think I don't think those are screens, and if they are, they they're much better than any any other screen. But these things, these projected faces, just do not work at all. Um, they're they they're they just they take me out of it in a way that I think they could do better. Um, the I don't know if you've seen Pirates of the Caribbean. See here, Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Their Johnny Depp is amazing. I can't tell if that's actually him or not. Uh. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's that's him surprising people. Yeah, there he is. Oh, never mind. That's a that's a shit picture. Yeah, that's that's a that's a better example of what it looks like. It's uncanny and the makeup and the look and how dark the ride is, the way that because like the skin textures and the hair, everything works with the ride. And this looks way better than a than a screen could ever do. And I don't understand like these are like 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 these are kitty animated cartoony characters. Why is it so hard to make an animatronic work that way like i don't know i feel like it would be easier because you're not having to conform to the limits of a human face you know like there are ratios that we have on a face that if you if you screw up it just looks off these are cartoonish they're big and you know out there they should have been able i think to do that better with animatronics um the motion in the mouth just looks really off um I'm I'm not a big fan of what they've done going that route. Some rides they just use their eyes. They just use that for their eyes and it looks so weird. Um so projection mapping on eyes I would I would stay away from, but it seems to be a more reasonable route. I think it's cheaper to do projection mapping than it is to do the whole thing with building something and um animating it. Um I don't know. Oh, another big apparent feat and this same um 
Hold on, ride animatronic. So in the Avatar ride, um, this is the Na Navi River ride. There's this animatronic of a Navi that looks, that moves very fluidly. Her face animations are spot on. The way that that blue skin reflects light in the ride is perfect. But again, it's an alien. Like it's not like something that I could really relate to. The movement is very limited because again, her her legs are folded, but her hands, everything moves very fluidly. Hondo in um, Smuggler's Run wasn't that fluid. It was more mechanical. You were further away. It was an alien, but I feel like whoever did the animation for this, um, just 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 did a better job, personally. So, um, all in all, Disney's a wonderful experience. The food, man. The food is so good. And I ate so much. I overate and I gained way more weight than I thought was possible in five days. But I'm just going to work out and work it off. But I, I, I ate so well. I had, um, let's see if we have the Kringla ride. Sorry, Kringla bakery. Yeah, Epcot. Okay, here we go. Let's see what we got. These things. Like these are this is like a school a school bread. I don't know what school serves this bread, but this is amazing. So it's not it's I don't like super sweet. So that's like a less sweet donut with some like frosting stuff dipped in coconut with this cream that was very good. The one thing about the cream is that it tastes very Norway. And the way that I explained it, I don't know if this is offensive to anyone. It kind of tastes the way that, maybe it's the fact that your taste buds are connected to your olfactory, but it kind of tastes the way old people smell. And that, that's probably going to piss someone off, but it, you know what I mean? Like there's something in it that maybe a lot of older, older American people eat a lot of. I'm not sure if it's like something in there, but it's it was spot on that. And then they had this amazing sandwich uh that i haven't found anything that oh this guy wow that is that it that's a terrible picture i have a much better picture my sandwich was insane maybe they were like you know someone got onto them about skimping on meat but they've stepped their sandwich game way up it's this toasted thing is that it really okay uh i guess yeah maybe i just went on like an awesome day well, that's a that's a gross macaroni sandwich. It had like maybe like a pound of ham and cheese, and I had it for breakfast with a coffee. Oh, oh, with um, with a freaking one of these bad boys, backing you up, man. That was a good day, and that was before my first drink. I was making poor choices, completely sober, but man, it was amazing. Um. What else did we eat? A lot of the food in the Star Wars area is really good. Oh, Olga's Canteen. Let's go back to that. Let's go back to that real quick. Olga's Canteen is this bar. Olga's Cantina. It's this bar. This is a great representation of it. It's exactly this. With this extremely Star Warsy setup thing. People going around. Like the bartenders are back here making drinks. And then um, your drinks come in this. Uh, that's kind of, yeah, we sat in, in, in that area and then let's see which one I had. I, we only had two. I had these back two. these. I don't know much about this is, I think this is, this is the best bin. Oh, there's a fuzzy, fuzzy tauntaun and the, the fuzz makes your mouth all tingly. 
I don't know what that says about me long term, my, you know, what I'm into. If you can alter how something feels on my body with a drink, I'm on board. I'm so on board. My mouth was all tingly. It was bizarre and fun. This thing, it just had, um, so what they do is that a lot of these, well, this one and this one do, this one more. That had this apparatus that they kind of mounted it on, and it shot up with some dry ice, and then it, it kind of like bubbly wobbled all the, the, the entire drink. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then there's this cool robot DJ thing. Yeah, DJ Rex. Um, oh, I hope you could download that. Is that available for download? I'm fully on board. DJ Rex is this like robot that like does he does this number kind of dances, does like robot things, plays like techno versions of songs that you recognize from the movies or you know other ones that are like galactic hit like uh, galactic hits here. He's just doing this this whole song and dance. And it's really well done. The um it's a really simple animatronic. I think it's just a piston that moves up and down with like hands that kind of go a little with the beat. Nothing super complicated, really well executed, simple, and it just added to the ambiance. You really thought he was interacting with you. I was enthralled by this place. The drinks are great. The the whole the whole thing was very well done. Very satisfied with Douglas Cantina. The weird thing is that they only give you 45 minutes, so you can't like spend a day there just getting hammered, but you could do some damage in 45 minutes. I, I, I you, you spend a lot of money, more than you should. But um, it's awesome. And uh, yeah, here's I think this is a, a drink menu. Yeah, check it out. If you ever have a chance to go, I think they have it in um, Hollywood Studios and in um, Disney in California. So you definitely got to go. Check it out. Have fun. Like, it's so much fun. Even if you're not a huge Star Wars fan, just being in something so different, the um, the cast members that work at these places are super in character. Um, there are, there are some little things. Um, oh, we could talk about the milk. Um, they're fine. A lot of people had either. A lot of people hated them. I could, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I saw I saw this woman pick up one of the because um, in Florida, one of them is blue, the other one is green. One of them is like cotton candy. The other has like some fruity flavor. The circular ones are non-alcoholic. The, the ones that come in a square cup. I'm going to see if anyone has any here. I don't see any. But the ones that are come in a square cup are not good. Those are alcoholic. And I've, I saw people throwing them out straight up. Nope. I don't, I don't see many people really enjoying them. Um, so that was a little unfortunate. I'd, I'd heard previously. So I just had them straight up. And they were fine. I could see how a little liquor would, would make them worse if you're not, you know, a huge fan of the taste. Um, another thing that's weird is that they had a milk station. And people, people, I guess, were okay with this. I was taken aback by the um by the sound of the milk station. It was repulsive. The milk station was really gross. Um it sounded like toilets. Like there was just like repeated incessant toilet flushing was the sound. So I don't know. They they I would if I were talking to anyone over there, I would suggest, you know, tone it down with, with the toilet sounds. Um make the milk more appealing to a wide wider array of people. Maybe tweak it if you're gonna add booze to it, you know, tweak it a bit, but um 
This is my extremely harsh review of the whole thing. It is an excellent experience. Excellently executed. Um, I, there's definitely room for improvement, which is great. If you have something that's well done and you have room to improve, you've definitely got something going. So kudos to everyone at uh, Disney who took part in this. You probably don't care what I have to say, but I, as a consumer, was never mad at a dollar I spent. Um, never thought that I could have, oh, I wish I would I would have done this, that, or the other. I felt like if I wanted to do something, I could. The lines weren't a hindrance to me. Um, if you plan... If you plan, Disney is very doable. Now, granted, it's doable if you don't have a kid. So I don't know if you have a kid, if that makes things worse or whatever. But I could say that my wife and I, childless millennial couple, we did everything we could do and rode rides three or four times. And um, definitely, if you plan, you you use your fast pass. I would suggest using one like the Disney planning people. They're awesome. They, like, look it up. There are definitely ways that you could get the most out of Disney with not a ton of effort. So um, I think that's a great place to leave this off. This is a long podcast. We're going on 38 minutes now, but um, I plan on doing this way more often. Again, every Tuesday, at least every Tuesday or Wednesday, this Tuesday, I was actually coming back in. So I plan on doing this more regularly and I plan on sprucing up the stream to add more of those little stream boxes that people like. But, but yeah, this is just another just chatting. I'm going to keep on doing these. I may stream when I'm working on music too. Um, I may do that on the weekends, just stream as I work on stuff for my sample packs. But um, yeah, if you want to follow me on um, Instagram, it's Falling Water Sound. Again, Twitch, Falling Water Sound Live. Follow, like, subscribe. I'm put out a new sound effect every day on Instagram. Uh, weekly, we have like a weekly summary of what's going to come out for the following week I put out on Mondays. And then I plan on, I, I hope every month I can put out a sample um, library for for folks to use mostly tailored to like video or um games so check it out um that's uh you can find that all at fallingwatersound.com i'm josh and unfortunately uh, drewless but this is nothing to say <laughs>